0: Only the crunch and pang of loose gravel between the tires and the asphalt of our parking lot announced the arrival of the big silver car. Otherwise, it was dead silent. I pulled back slightly behind the edge of the big green dumpster that sits at the end of the building, interested in observing the unknown car, but not wanting to be busted as some creepy loser kid. Cause, you know, the truth hurts. At first, the sun glinting on the windshield blocked all view of the occupants but as the car, an older model Buick, rolled to a stop in the shadow of my aunt's restaurant, they became visible. Two females, the driver young, with short brown hair and brown eyes, the other an older version with the same brown hair, but she had a different eye shape. A mother and daughter, I decided, seeing enough similarities to form that opinion. The driver stretched her neck for a moment, like she had just wrestled the heavy car for miles. I figured she had, as the motor wasn't running. Most likely she had coasted down Macomb Hill, fighting through the lack of power steering to make the winding turns. That sharp left curve in front of Macomb Cemetery a quarter mile at the hill must have been a bitch, I thought. Her head came up and she looked around the parking lot. I jumped back behind the dumpster, relatively certain I hadn't been spotted, but now slightly ashamed that I was lurking there at all, pretty sad that my most exciting work break was taking out the garbage and spying on innocent travelers. The day was just starting, but all I had to look forward to was a full Sunday of dishes to wash before tackling three pages of calc homework, then collapsing into bed for maybe six hours before continuing my fascinating life as a high school senior at Castlebury High. Entering through the back of the kitchen, I dodged around the morning cook, Chet who was orchestrating eggs, hash browns, bacon, and sausage on the big commercial griddle while humming along to a Dave Matthews song playing on the radio. I was careful to avoid bumping him, as he could get verbally abusive if you interfered with his cooking rhythm, and while his anger was short-lived and easily ignored, it was just too early to listen to any crap. Just outside the kitchen, floor-to-ceiling shelves stacked with dishes faced a wall of stainless steel, high-temperature dishwashing equipment and long metal countertops covered with dirty plates, mugs, and flatware. My kingdom. I was halfway through offloading and stacking a rack of plates when one of the waitresses, Emily, pushed open the swinging doors from the dining room and looked my way. Hey, toothpick, your aunt wants you out here, she said before picking up a fresh pot of coffee and heading back into the Sunday morning fray. I followed her out, wiping my hands on my apron curious as to what my aunt wanted with me. The owner of Rowan West was standing at a small table talking to two women,